Hello everybody, it's Dave Neal, stand-up comic host of Bachelor Nation News, and we're here with another episode of Bachelor Rush Hour. I'm recording this live from the Centurion Lounge in Charlotte, North Carolina at the airport, uh, so please forgive me for the bad audio. This is the best I can offer you today. I've got two clips to share with you. The first one is something I recorded last night before my flight. And that is, gosh, um, that's a Kevin and Astrid discussing their infertility issues and their family. You know, cute little um, feel-good story about how they're making their love life work after being on Bachelor in Paradise. They just had a nice, beautiful, quaint wedding. And then after that, I've got Kendall uh, Long discussing her move to Germany with her fiancé. And um, all things, uh, you know, traveling abroad and they're living there on the short term, this and that. So couple uh, easy listening pieces for you. It's going to be a short one for me because uh, we uh, pretty much traveled all night, did a red eye, and uh, kind of exhausted. So I'm going to catch my breath, and then I'll be back tomorrow with longer content with my professional audio. But in the meantime, enjoy this episode of Bachelor Rush Hour. We've got an unproblematic update. That's right. The rare... Normal couple from Bachelor Nation doing well, thriving, having a kid. Whenever I see a child that was born because of two people that met on Bachelor in Paradise, I'm always like, I guess it can work, uh, you know. But so can you know, two people meeting in an elevator and banging, you know, you know, at work. I don't know. The point is, is that humans procreate. It works. Just in a lot of cases in Bachelor Nation, they never make it down the aisle because what works on the beach doesn't always work elsewhere. Let's get into it. Follow me on Instagram at dneals, patreon.com slash daveneal for behind the scenes bachelor content. Or if you just want to put a little bread in my tip jar, you can do it that way. All right. So who are these couple? Who? Let's get into it. Back in 2018, Bachelor in Paradise's Astrid moved to Canada to be with boyfriend Kevin. And because she now gets free health care, cue the people, well, the health care up there is not that bad. Sometimes you have to wait two weeks before. It's like, listen, come down to the States, get a nosebleed and then go bankrupt and talk to me. Okay. All right, so anyway, they moved in 2018 to Canada, and uh, she said, this summer I took a chance, quit my job, packed up my apartment. Six months later, this pod storage box and I are getting shipped to Canada, and there they are. So how have they been? We're going to get to the update. They shared their magical wedding they just had and also discussed their fertility journey. All right, we'll get into that in a second. And, of course, they got married. Let's see the details here. Um, uh, that's the wrong one. Let's see. Hold on one, one tab here. One second here. There, there it is. They're beautiful wedding photos. Bachelor in Paradise alums Astrid and Kevin officially wed in dreamy Florida ceremony. The uh, Bachelor Nation stars Rachel Lindsay and Blake Horseman were among those who helped celebrate the couple who got engaged in August 2019 and welcomed their son August in November. Wait. They got engaged in August, and then they named their kid August. Am I reading that right? I mean, the kid's lucky he was born in August. No, he was born in November. Anyway, I don't know. They should name the kid when they procreated. It's like Tuesday. You know, why should you name Tuesday? Well, my parents met, and they went to the boom-boom room. Uh, you know. Um, anyway, okay, so let's get into it. Here are the two clips we're going to share. The first about their magical wedding, and then after their uh, fertility uh, treatment issues. Out. Um your wedding day how was that looked beautiful it was magical the planning part of it was very intense but then the day of it was all worth it so joe as you guys start planning just try to remember that it was honestly the be- second best day i can't say it was the best day because we have august but second best day 
for sure. Yeah. yeah. We had it planned in the fall of 2020, and then obviously we had to postpone it a couple times. Why? Um, Why? What happened? I haven't heard. So I think when we first planned it, we planned it to be pretty big. And I think two years later with like a one-year-old son, if we were to start from scratch, we probably would have made it a lot smaller. But yeah. Um, all the vendors, you know, no refunds kind of things. So we just had to give her. And yeah, it was oh, wow. like, I, mean, I feel like most people were ready to travel and have some fun. So it was good. Oh, so wow. that's how that worked. You had to, you couldn't, so you didn't like cancel it. At, <laughs> you pl- Obviously it was planned before the pandemic or during the pandemic. So then you couldn't cancel anything. You had to hold everything. Yeah. And- for the most part, they give a, or they gave us a little more leniency because our guest list was from Germany and Canada. Um, okay. But wow. for weddings, they just said, as soon as we can have you, you better be here or you lose your deposit. So um, we yeah, they, don't, they don't give you your money once you start planning a wedding. Whatever you pay, that's theirs, whether you yeah. have the wedding or not. So oh so did you what was your original wedding date? Friday, November 13, 2020. Yeah, Friday. And then we wow. scheduled to November 20th, 2021. No, November 19th which was his due date. And then he was born November 20th. So we postponed it again. I tried, I tried to convince her to have the baby on the Friday night and we'll just do the wedding Saturday. (laughs) No, (laughs) didn't work. (laughs) Absolutely not. That's so crazy. How do you know when to chime in? You have three hosts. This is like if there were three Oprah's interviewing too. There's just so many people. Kevin over here proving he's from Canada with his Tim Hortons, Timmy's as we like to call it mug. I've heard so many stories about like COVID weddings and yeah, just like the non-refundable it's, um, I mean, it's such a business. It worked so. out, though, because now August was part of our day. So I feel like right. that's something that wouldn't have happened if it didn't all get delayed and everything. And I think those pictures are always going to be my favorite where it's the three of us. So. Yeah. All right. So we'll get to that in a second. Although this did remind me that I did want to promote. I mean, yeah, I got to tell you, it's so nice for me personally, knowing that my wedding is just in the books. Oh, just to think it's uh, just for several years, just something in the back of your mind wondering when's it when you're going to do, you know, all these different things here. Here's the, you know, my my wife, Tasha, put together a very nice recap of 2022. This is her story, but it kind of works well for me. Have a watch here. Recap of 2022. So you're going to see some um, wedding dress outfits there. My drone shots, very nice. Went to Hawaii, kissed. I was flying the drone while we got that shot. Did some dance moves in Hawaii, our nice elderly basset hound. And um, there, there I am, completely sauced out of my mind at the end of my wedding and uh, enjoying a nice, beautiful beach in the Bahamas. So not bad. There it is. She said, yes, we did the damn thing, as they say. And uh, thank you guys all so much for everyone who supported us in different ways, whether it's be from wedding gifts to kind words. You guys have just been fantastic. Okay, Kevin and Astrid, open up about their fertility treatment. Work to have a child, and we're going in for our second IVF transfer in January. So hopefully, we have a second by uh, September. Yeah. Um, oh, good luck. We have two yeah. embryos. We have two embryos left. So we got two cracks at it for hopefully a sibling. Oh, good. Uh, Now, I don't mean to trigger anyone. This is obviously a difficult conversation for some people to have with fertility journeys sometimes being complicated issues here. Does this mean she has two embryos left? Does that mean that they're done? That's it? She's got two in the bullpen and that's it? Uh, I mean, the stakes are pretty high here. But it is, Joe, it is so much work, dude. It is like, I go to the the fire hall to relax. (laughs) Do you ever, yeah, like, do you guys sleep? We're lucky on that front. Does he sleep at night? 
Yeah, he'll, he'll do the seven till seven. Oh, wait, yeah. they're, they're saying it's work having a child. I thought he was saying it's work with his fertility journey. And I'm like, is he saying it's exhausting having sex? Is that what he's saying? No, I think he's saying having a kid. Oh, that's amazing. That's wow. really, yeah. really, really great. Such a blessing. Oh, we put him down and we have a glass of wine and we have dinner. Or and bottle, like, bottle, wine, bottle of wine, bottle of wine. It's nice. Do <laughs> what yeah. you got to do. Isn't it funny? Putting, putting, a, putting a kid down is just putting them to bed for the night. Putting an animal down is killing them. You know, it must be weird if English isn't your first language and someone's like, oh, I'm going to go put my dog down. Why are you so sad? We killed him. No, you, I'm just putting... No, I don't know. Yeah. So what's what's the plan? Are you oh. are you planning on getting trying to get pregnant right now? Is, yeah. Are you starting? So nice. I'm literally picking up my medication for it next week, and then just my next cycle, I start the meds, and then I go in on day ten to get my lining checked, and then they schedule me after that and put so a little frozen went baby in there and yeah. hope for the best. Hopefully, okay. So <laughs> just put a, she said put a frozen went baby in, and she said it like they're baking croissants. You know, put it in there, give it 22 uh, minutes, uh, put it on high and, um, you know, put some butter on top. I don't want to sound, I don't want to sound too stupid here. Please. But, so IBF. Why stop now? The start of that. IBF? Yes. Okay, so that, the start of that is when, when you freeze your eggs, correct? IBF. IBS? Yeah. So when we okay. did it, we took my eggs and we immediately inseminated them with his sperm to make the embryos. Okay. We had all of those embryos tested. We had like six good ones. Out of those six good ones, three were actually like grade A embryos that they think would stick. Great so A. the first one with the highest percentage of everything was August. So that's- Grass fed. The one they implanted. Oh, we had two yes. more frozen after that. So now they're picking like the second strongest embryo. It's all like- Between the two of them. So she's gone through the hardest part, which was the retrieval and the fertilization and everything. So now we just have two in the freezer, basically. Isn't it wild, like the way technology is getting, you'll be able to be like, give me the embryo with the nicest hair. I want, look, I don't care if he's short, tall. I don't care. I just need him to have nice hair. That's going to be, you know, the re the, the, that's going to be his key to success. I Give me an embryo that might dabble in power recapping. And we get to try in January if that, for some reason doesn't work, we try again in February. And if that, for some reason, doesn't work, well, they'll have to start, start over. over the whole you start over. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So what are the... Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, when did you freeze your eggs? We, um, so we just couldn't get pregnant for the first year of us trying. And so we seeked um, a fertility doctor and we did two IUIs. My second IUI, I had an ectopic pregnancy. So then they said after that, the chances of having that again, again is really high, which ectopic, yes. like the, it can get stuck in your tubes and your tubes can rupture. Right. He doesn't know what that means. What's an IUI? Um, it's basically like the lesser version of IVF. It's like they take his sperm and they take a catheter and they just try to get it as close to like oh, in years as possible to just yeah. get pregnant on your own. IVF takes it a step further to where it has the embryo already made. Right. Okay. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. So you did. I'm reading here that IVF costs between twelve to fourteen thousand dollars for one cycle in Canada. Again, I don't know where they live. Chances are they're getting it for free, or it's at a discount. Did it? 
So you guys did it when you were actually ready to start. Well, when you guys were trying and then you guys said, okay, let's do it this way. And yeah, we, we, tried, we tried for a year and mm-hmm. I mean, being a firefighter, it's like a big high school at work where you just, you talk to everyone and everyone just seems to gossip a lot. And I, I found out so many guys couldn't have kids on their own and they were using all this extra help. And yes. one day I said to Astrid, like I was getting sick and tired of seeing that face on her, you know, when she'd come down sad once a month where it didn't work. And we said, let's just go get tested and see what happens. And right away, our doctor said 30% of infertility is unexplained. It's just two people aren't compatible to make babies. And I mean, it's it's nothing to do with both tested fine with everything. And she said, sometimes you just need help. And she recommended we go try for another six months or eight months. But she goes, if you have the means and you want to just get ahead of it, um, do it now. And we just ended up saying, screw it. You know, I'm I'm mid-30s. She was late-20s. And we said we really wanted to do it. So we just decided to go for it. But... I have a lot of um, empathy now for anyone really trying because I realized the the amount of stuff she put herself through just to have him is unbelievable what they do. You know, and also the other thing that we don't mention is like, it, like, like Kevin said there, when people don't talk about these things, you, you, as a man, you might think that you're, you're not a man because you can't get so pregnant. As a woman, you think, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm, I, I can't do this job. My husband's gonna want to leave me for someone else. These are things people think about when they feel all alone. But it's important to remember that it's more common than not that these uh, struggles can happen. It's just, it's very fascinating because we're not trying to have a baby, but we're not not, and for the first time. You know, you spend your whole life trying not to, you know, have you know have an un, uh, unplanned pregnancy. <laughs> now you're like, well, let's see if these puppies can fly. What can we do here? You know, I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. Keep it kind in the comment section. But congrats on the wedding and uh, and uh, good luck to them if they need any extra help. Uh, uh, you know, maybe with their uh, treatment plans. Put on Bachelor Rush Hour, my podcast. I've been known my voice is able to soothe uh, a soul or two and might help you guys out. All right, folks, we'll see you in a little bit. All right, back to the lounge, and now you're going to listen to a conversation between Kendall Long and Michelle Young and Becca Kufrin. We've got Kendall talking about her wedding that's coming up, wedding plans, the proposal, and also adjusting to life in Germany. As you know, Kendall dated grocery store Joe on Bachelor in Paradise and didn't work out because she didn't want to move to Chicago to be with grocery store Joe. But of course, now it's moving to Germany. But then again, the Germany move is short term. It's only for a couple of years. So a little bit of a different circumstance. But I did want to address that because I know people are going to be calling it out. All right, let's have a listen. Can we get into the whole proposal engagement? Did you have any idea that it was coming? Um, I mean, I think when you're in a relationship for a while and you, like, you kind of feel like you're the one, you know that you want that with you know, mm-hmm. with each other. So mm-hmm. I knew that we were eventually going to get engaged. I didn't know when, but, um, but yeah, so it, it happened to be like right before we left for Germany and, uh, it was great because our families were there and we can mm-hmm. celebrate it together with them. And I loved that he chose that moment, like before we were going to be leaving for two mm-hmm. years. So mm-hmm. it yeah. was nice that it was right before. Yeah. yeah. You have Ooh. two years. Okay. You just had this big move. You're going to be there mm-hmm. for two years, but you're still yeah. getting settled. Is wedding planning taking like a back seat for a little bit? Do you want a long engagement? Do you want to, is it going to be a super small wedding? Like what are your thoughts with how fast this is going to go? 
Well, I, I want to... <laughs> I love it. There's no projecting there. Michelle's like, so when you got engaged, was he an F-boy? Did it? You know, just like referring to Nate. But um, kudos to Becca. During the Christmas season, she gave Michelle the gift of asking a question. Have it back home just with family. So either we can plan something where we'll come back. It seems kind of difficult to to do that while we're abroad. Um, so we're thinking probably when we, around the time we get back, maybe in a couple years, um, also because his grandparents, like I really want them to be able to join as well, like our grandparents. Yeah. So, mm. um, so yeah, we're thinking maybe like a couple year engagement. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Until we tie get back. Officially, so, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I see. I personally like that. You know, unless you're getting married for religious reasons, like you want to bang or something, it's like just enjoy the engagement, take your time, no big deal. All right. Well, how's life in Germany? Let's hear what she has to say about adjusting to the life overseas. You mentioned that Germany takes the holidays very seriously, and I have seen the holiday markets that you have attended in these past few days. Talk more for any of our listeners who maybe didn't see your stories on Instagram. Talk more about these holiday markets, but also please elaborate on, I think you posted it yesterday of like this scary Christmas man. The Krampus Fest. Like like he had like sticks that he was like (laughs) spanking someone with. Yeah. So those are birch (laughs) branches. So the Krampus is kind of like a Christmas demon. He works with St. Nicholas and he'll capture bad naughty children and take them back to his lair while he'll torture them by hitting them with like birch branches or like eat them oh my God. it's like very much a nightmare i'm really curious sounds like a fantasy suite you know like, should you choose to forgo your hotel room please enjoy getting paddled by krampus about because i'm a like teacher everything and so in education you can't michelle goes i'm a teacher you know and everything I mean, you don't really celebrate, you celebrate winter, but you can't really celebrate Christmas and just different mm-hmm. things. You kind of keep those out of it. But in fam- I just know that there's so many families that use like Elf on the Shelf and yeah. um, and what else is it? And just like coal and like, oh, you're not going to get any gifts like mm-hmm. as a threat for the behavior. <laughs> but like in Germany, do they threaten like this person's going to come and take you? If you don't clean your dishes after your meal, Krampus is going to come over here and give you a rash on your bum. <laughs> if you don't eat your vegetables, if you don't eat your vegetables, I don't think what? it's everywhere in Germany. I think it's certain districts in Ger- districts in Germany because um, so the guy who owns the Airbnb that we're staying in currently, he didn't even know about the Krampus festival, and he was raised in Stuttgart. So mm-hmm. I think it might be just to certain areas. Um, but the kids seemed to love it. it when we were at the, at the festival, they were all like, all the kids that were at the front was getting picked on and they were just laughing. And Can you imagine being an adult going to therapy? Where did it all begin? Well, when uh, a man named Krampus beat me over the back with a, you know. Um, it was scary. Yeah. This Krampus? Is that I his name? Cr- Krampus. Yeah, the Krampus. Her, her name. Krampus. But like, I saw this video and I was like, I would be t- traumatized as a child to see this. Oh, their masks are so cool. Like they, so they hand make or home make their masks and it looks like they carve them out of wood and they get these crazy wigs. It's just, it's so elaborate. And I thought they were really beautifully done. Um, mm. Terrifying. Yeah. But and I think <laughs> each area might've had their own um, I guess type of 
Krampus that they were representing because they'd have these signs that would say like a town or a location and there'd okay. be like a group of them together. Oh, so, interesting. And it was in the middle of the Christmas festival. So these really pretty gingerbread looking houses with uh, glue vine and all this like pretzels and everything. Mm-hmm. And then it's crazy. Uh, How creatures, fun. So. What a fun time to move to a new country. I feel like that's yeah. like the best way to immerse yourself in the culture. So let's actually watch what Kendall has here from the beginning. This is the Krampus Festival. Yeah, Kendall, I mean, she's kind of just like a amateur historian, right? So she just loves learning facts that you might not have learned in school. Oh my gosh, it's really loud. It's not playing. It's not playing now. Oh, there we go. Okay, that's gonna give me a nightmare. We're not, let's cut away from that. All right, back to this. It's like being here around the people, around the food, around their festivities and the traditions. Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of food, because you mentioned the pretzels, um, <laughs> talk talk a little bit more about the food. Do you like the German food better than American food? Like, what's been your favorite thing? I'm such a foodie, so I need to know yeah. everything. Well. At first, I was worried that I wouldn't really like the German food because you don't really. It's just like being here around the people, around Hold the on, food. We just around... Lost something. Let's jump back ahead here. We're, we're having some technical difficulties. Hey, I'm in an airport lounge. Give me some credit. Some pretzels and stuff, but their food is really good. Um, mm. They have a big mm. Italian community here, so Italian food's great. Mm. Um, they have there's a sushi place around the corner from where we are. Um, yeah, so they they have a big Asian influence here. So we we've tried like the first week we were here, we had to go out to eat all the time just because you know we pretzels and stuff. All right, so anyway, but- the audio is terrible. I'm gonna cut away from it, but you get the idea. They're in Germany. They're eating pretzels. They're having the time of their life. You know what I mean? Uh, my wife and I tried to go to Germany for the Christmas festivals this year, but I gotta say the flights were just too dang expensive. We're talking three thousand dollars, you know, just to get. You know, so I was like, all right, Donka Shane, but maybe next year, rather than try to come for a two-week window. You know, the flights are really bad mid-December to after January 1st, but I was thinking, you know, maybe next year we'll actually try to just come for, you know, like a full month or something. Because, you know, there's something to be said about coming to these old Christmas villages. I remember when I studied in France, we drove over to Bruges in Belgium and went to their local, you know, festivals. And it's just incredible. You know, we think, you know, in certain parts of the country, wow, this village is 200 years old. It's like, you know, for them, their new town is like, you know, 1800 years old. So very cool to see from an American perspective that thirst in quench for knowledge and things that exist out there you know you go to no offense to the united states but you go to a you know a festival you go to a christmas festival here it's like sponsored by arby's it's like great you know well, if you want to go to the historic town center of wendy's it's like oh good corporate you know corporate america you know, the, the lighting of this christmas tree which we chopped down and killed uh, and then they're like well but we make one habitat for community house out of it and it's like yeah but you display seventy-five thousand squirrels and wasn't that a fantastic uh, use of our time i hope you enjoyed your rush hour home or whatever you're doing maybe you're folding laundry or wrapping presents i don't know but i'm just happy that you let me be a part of it and like i said we'll be back tomorrow with the more professional sounding audio but this is a nice little lounge update for you guys here from the bachelor mobile empire here in the centurion lounge in charlotte north carolina all right folks have a good one we'll see you tomorrow